0: Good music again tonight. What a blessing. That um, uh, <laughs> we, we, You can smile. I, I think, I, of course, there's always that person with the, you know, the other side of things with the humor, you know, they're like, um, you know, and besides, they say it takes more muscles to frown than to smile anyway. And then the person says, yeah, and that's just how much character I have. I don't take the easy, uh, easy route just because it's simpler. But uh, again, Brother Leslie, he prayed, he said, oh, we have something to smile about, don't we? Oh, we it's, it's good to know the Lord, it's, it's wonderful. So tonight I'm going to uh, preach on children, obey your parents, and, uh, and, and kids, y- young people, we just want to say we, we love you very much. You're very important. You're very, very important. We love you very much. Um, uh, An obedience matters—a big deal, a lot. And so we're going to get into that. And it's not because uh, man, I haven't pounded on the little people for a while. Let, let's get them. No, we're, we're not going there. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, besides, you know, pick on someone your own size, right? Um, but uh, we're going to talk about children obey your parents tonight. Ephesians six one through three. Uh, it just it says this: children obey your parents, and the Lord, for this is right. Really, we, we could just stop there, huh? We should be able to, kids, is that enough? It should be, but we'll, we'll, we'll give you a little bit more. Verse two, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. So, title tonight, Just Children, Obey Your Parents. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your goodness and thank you for your word. I ask, Lord, you'd help uh, me as I speak. And, Lord, I, I do pray that the young people, or maybe someone in here that likes to play games, likes to sneak around, likes to hide some things from mom and dad, maybe has a spirit. Maybe when they obey, it, it's just a, uh, an act they put on in their heart. They're, they're not honoring, they... Uh, they, they'll, they'll obey as much as they're made to obey, but that's not what the Bible says. And Lord, there's a wonderful promise in verse 3 here that if they'll just obey, oh, Lord, it'll be well with them and they'll live long on the earth. Oh, what a blessing that is. I pray, Lord, you just help us tonight. And I pray you be with our church, our, our young people. Lord, we love them. They're so important. They're so important. I pray you'd help them to listen. And this command for them tonight, obey. I ask these things in Christ's name, amen. All right, so I have a point for each verse. Uh, Verse one, you know, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. So I see first of all a godly compliance. A godly compliance. Um, It's it's, it's obey your parents, comply with them. and, And he says, in the Lord for this is right. Uh, So it's not just, ah, they're older, they're wiser, they know a thing or two, you you may as well listen to them. It's, listen, when you don't obey them, you're disobeying me, me. I'm the one telling you to obey mom and dad. So it's not like you make them feel good, do what they want here and there. (laughs) No, you obey them because I told you to. Comply, obey, it's a godly thing. It's a big deal to God. Uh, Verse 2, honor thy father and mother, uh, which is the first commandment with with, uh, promise. So secondly, I see a governing consideration. A governing consideration. So don't just obey uh, mom and dad, but honor them. Obey them from a place of honor. Consider them to be honorable because God tells you to honor them. And then from that viewpoint, uh, let that viewpoint govern how you treat them. So consider them honorable, honor them, and then from that viewpoint, uh, allow that to govern the way you treat them. And then, verse three, there's some benefits that it may be well with thee, thou mayest live long on the earth. I see a guaranteed compensation. Preaching to the little ones. I'm supposed to use smaller words, right? Uh, God will make sure he blesses you if you do. There's a guaranteed payment, a guaranteed compensation. He says that it may be well with thee and that thou mayest live long on the earth. So it's a, it's a, it's a big deal to the Lord. I, I remember when uh, it might have been it might have been Claire, but I think a lot of the kids, and when Mrs. Song Su Wright uh, was teaching the little ones, um, uh, that she would teach them the song. Children, obey your parents. Children, obey your parents. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And, of course, they, they, they misunderstood the words. Uh, but, the, but the new rendition made sense to them. It was, children, obey your parents. Children, obey your parents. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for Mrs. Wright. <laughs> but I tell you, children, obey your parents. So that, that first one, a godly compliance, a godly compliance. It really is, uh, yeah, but, yeah, but if, if, I, listen, obey mom and dad. It's not a big deal, but it's a big deal to God that you just do it. Now, obedience isn't natural. Uh, In in Romans 1, Romans 1 talks about how society breaks down when society knew there was a God and refused to recognize him as God and began to worship the creature more than the creator. uh, And they weren't thankful. They were unholy. Society began to break down. Awful things were there and... And what's one of the things that's right there in Romans chapter 1 with society breaking down? Romans 1.30, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. 2 Timothy 3, 1-2, we memorized this last year, didn't we? This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. The Bible says in the last days men shall be. Your common, ordinary man, the men of the last time all, they're going to be disobedient to parents. But there will be some that will crack open the book and let the Holy Spirit have his way with them One chapter before this, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, we're talking a spirit-filled person, and God's telling us, what does a spirit-filled person look like? What does a spirit-controlled person look like? What does a person who's under the influence, under the power, under the control of the spirit look like? Well, it looks differently depending on what part you have in the home. And children, it's when you're obeying mom and dad. The word obey is present imperative in the Greek. It means obey and continue obeying. (laughs) And uh, as long as you're a child, right? That that ta technon there. And of course, young person, well, how long? How long do I have to obey them? (laughs) Well, part of the answer might be as soon as you mature past that question. If you're counting down the days where you can have stopped listening to mom and dad, you're not honoring them. Obedience to dad and mom is a super obvious virtue that young people need to learn to uphold and practice. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. In the Lord. What does that mean? Well, I, I think uh, in, in the Lord, uh, in the context here, we can kind of go back to Ephesians 5.21 at the last chapter. Uh, we're, we're talking to church members here and, and, and uh, the children of a church uh, submitting yourselves uh, one to another in the fear of God. The family is to be spirit-filled, 5.18. And, and this is what a spirit-filled child looks like, one that's obedient uh, every, uh, the, the dad has a role in the home mom has a role in the home children have a role in the home we each identify what our role is and we bow to our God given roles every one of us dad you bow to your God given role that's what worship looks like that's what fear of God looks like it says in Ephesians five twenty-one: submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God That's what worship looks like. When you open the book and find out what your role is and you bow to the role God has given you. Mom, you find out from the book what the role that God has given you is and you bow to that role. And children, you too. You find out you have a role that God has given you. And it's not mom and dad's job to make you. They have a job in training you. But God is addressing you here. He says, you obey He's not saying mom make them obey, dad make them obey. He is telling you to obey. The fear of the Lord. Proverbs 9:10 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you have no beginning, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If you have no beginning, then you have neither middle nor end. You have no wisdom you didn't start where it begins, with the fear of God. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. I think that's what it, when it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. And the fear of submitting to your role, understanding that God in his absolute wisdom told you that's what he wants you to do. Children raised in homes where God is known, where Christ is loved, where the Bible is read, and believed, where the Holy Spirit is honored. Oh, those kids have great opportunities and immense advantages. Oh, the blessing to have had from the earliest memories a chance to hear the name of Jesus in your home, not as a curse word. Oh, the name of Jesus, spoken respectfully. Oh, young person, is that, is that your home? you have much to be grateful for. When a child is taught to say prayers, taken to Sunday school, told the Bible stories, encouraged to memorize the living word of God, and young person, I know, I was there, you think, ha -ha, it just sounds like a lot of work. Oh, the blessings of such a home. If you grew up hearing the words, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They're weak, but he is strong. Oh, what a blessing. And some, some young people I know, you think, man, if I just had lost parents, I could go where I wanted to go and watch what I wanted to watch. If only I had lost parents, or, or at least backslidden, oh, don't do. Let let God work on your heart tonight. What does it say? Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. This is right. Colossians 3.20 says, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Let me say that again. Colossians 3.20, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. No, if, 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 if what they tell me to do made sense, I would, sh- he didn't say if it makes sense. It just says that obedience to your mom and dad puts a smile on God's face. And that needs to be important to you. We are born rebels. Did you know that? The, the, the modern day philosophers you know they're coming up with all sorts of weird theories but the truth is we are born rebels each of us raises our voice of selfishness and rebellion at an early age we need to learn to obey children who learn to defy parental authority will go on to defy other authority and will often grow up to defy godly divine authority it's a big deal uh, if, you, if, you, if you're saying no to mom and dad, you're going to go the rest of your life probably saying no to God, and that's an awful life. And then that's not it. You leave this life and stand before that God you said no to this whole life. Some kids want to impress the pastor or the teacher. I don't know, maybe, maybe mom pulls up in the car line and they jump out with a smile on their face, but all morning long, that kid was giving his mom a hard time What did the Bible say? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Is that you, young person? Are you at odds with mom or dad? Children raised in a Christian home have an awesome responsibility. A child who rebels against parental authority in a Christian home especially earns God's displeasure. For him to obey, it's simply right. That means anything else is terribly and criminally wrong. The whole duty of a child in a Christian home is to obey mom and dad. That's God's supreme command to that child. In the Old Testament, children who were continually Rebellious to their parents were stoned to death. I'm gonna read it. Deuteronomy twenty one, eighteen. If a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother. Young man, are you you pretty good when dad's around, but you give your mom a hard time? (laughs) If a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and that, when they have chastened him, will not hearken unto them. Then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him and bring him out unto the elders of the city, unto the gate of his place, and they shall say unto the elders of his city, This our son is stubborn and rebellious, and he will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard, and all the men of his city shall stone him with stones, that he die, so shalt thou put evil away from among you and all Israel shall hear and fear. That's what they did in the Old Testament. A son that was continually rebellious. And again, again, sometimes we get so rebellious that we'll we'll snicker up our sleeve. (laughs) Well, they can't put me to death now. I'll be as Naughty as I want to be, because they don't have that punishment anymore. <laughs> they can't do that. By the way, snicker up your sleeve. I had to look that one up. I mean, it's a, it's a thing. You know, you just did he just make that up? Laughing up your sleeve. Um, I, the idea is you kind of uh, uh, you look up the definition. It has the idea of uh, of uh, kind of. Uh, secretly enjoying something, secretly amused, hiding the laughter, like, like you're like, but you don't want somebody to know you're laughing, so you kind of put your hand up and you're, you're kind of acting like you're coughing or something, you're putting your hand up to cover the face. <laughs> and there you are laughing, you're like, ha ha! I can be, they, they, they can't drag me out and stone me, I can be as naughty as I want. But that's an awful way to think. No, we're not going to take you out and stone you. (laughs) But when you live that life, I'll be as rebellious as I want to, you're basically tempting God to figure out some other way to punish you. That's not a good game to play. Because God, now those parents, doubtless with with a broken heart would take them out there and with God to you say, ha, you don't have that one anymore, what else you got? Oh, it's not a good thing to do with God. Yes, parents, uh, when we get to verse four, it it, it does say, uh, fathers, bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Uh, Yes, parents, you, you do have the job to teach them what obedience looks like. And we'll get to that in a couple Sunday nights. But young people, obey. The verse isn't addressing your parents. It's not telling them to make you obey. It's addressing you and telling you, obey. Well, if I had better parents... I would obey them. No, God's not giving you an option here. Obey your parents. You obey your parents. God isn't putting it on them here. He's putting it on you. Generally, this is universal. Um, But keep in mind, he's he's addressing the church at Ephesus here. He's he's addressing church members and, and doubtless um, there'll be some parents out there that are, that are lost, and they, they might, uh, if, if it's illegal or, or immoral, God's not saying obey them no matter what. There's a context here. But apart from anything that's illegal or immoral, if your parents want you to do it, you do it. Don't listen to that music anymore. Done. But I like it. I'm sorry, I didn't see that in the passage. I gotta have a phone because I, I I don't want you to have a phone. Ah! That's their call. I want to watch this movie. I want to have these friends. I want to go to that party. I want to dress this way. Dad shouldn't tell young ladies. Dad shouldn't tell you oh, that that dress you've you've outgrown that. That that doesn't. That he he shouldn't have to tell you again tomorrow. A pair of shoes. I like these. Change. That, I, that's not. A, that's not the look I want. It's done. End of discussion. Amen. Yeah. Just obey. We don't know a whole lot about Jesus growing up, do we? We we find out a lot about his birth, and then a lot, and then there, then suddenly we're there at the baptism, right? And. Uh, in between, we have one little glimpse into his life when he was 12 in the end of Luke chapter 2. There he was. He knew he was the very son of God. He, he said, I must be about my father's business. Yet, when his parents got him, he went down to Nazareth, the Bible says, with Joseph and Mary and was subject unto them. Jesus, our example, was subject Unto them. What a lesson in obedience to think of Jesus, the Lord of life and glory, the creator of of everything that is, the one who is the express image of God, the one whom angels worship, being in willing subjection to a village carpenter and his wife. If perfection here can be subject to imperfection, then you, imperfection, can also be subject to imperfection. Right. And the truth is, it's not really in subject to imperfection at all because it's a perfect God who's telling you to do it. Verse two, honor thy father and mother. So first we see there's a godly compliance if mom and dad want it, just obey them. Just obey them. If it's not illegal, <laughs> it's not immoral. That, that God gives them a lot of power. And God isn't going to, oh, oh, but God, you, you, what if they, well, no, no, God knows what he's doing when he makes a statement like this. You trust him and obey. Seems like there should be a hymn about that, huh? Be a good one. Verse two, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. I see a, a governing consideration. He says, honor them. Oh, I would if they were honorable. He didn't leave that up to you. He did not leave that up to you. He said, honor your father and mother. And then in that place of honor, allow that consideration to affect everything you do, all that you you say about them, to them, how you treat them, what you do, the the things that you know would please them when they're not there, the things you know that would please them when they are there. Don't just obey them, honor them. Exodus 20, 12, and and Deuteronomy, the the second giving of the law there in chapter five, the the, the second giving of the Decalogue there. It's one of the 10 commandments. Obey your parents, honor them. Honor, uh, the the, the Hebrew kabad, to be heavy. Honor means to be heavy. Uh, It can be used in a a bad sense where you're burdened down with something, but in this sense, honor, uh, there's something that's very weighty. Something very weighty. Something to be chargeable to. Somebody put it this way, never... Take your parents lightly, as though they don't mean very much. Uh, It it shouldn't be, boy, my dad was a moron. Oh, boy, Even, even, even after he's gone, you can say, hey, boy, my dad, he used to say, you speak honorably about the mom and dad that he gave you. This truth carries on for the rest of our lives, and even after our parents die. We still honor them. Uh, I think it was Joe Joe Bishop was telling me about a a fellow in prison and they were kind of talking about this idea and, and the man said, hey, it just clicked. You know, there was a light bulb floating there. It just clicked. My dad is dead. But I can honor him still by doing the right things that he would have wanted me to do. By the way, it almost sounds like A hint of obedience continues on through life. My parents wanted this good thing when I was young. And so to this day, I still do it. That goes against, the hey, when can I quit listening to them? Ah, away with that. And again, later on in life, are you obeying your parents or just copying the good things that you saw in them? honoring your parents is pleasing to God and to your parents it's a good thing to think what could I do today to put a smile on God's face and young people you know what that looks like honoring your mom and dad you can also say what can I do today to put a smile on my mom and dad's face I want to do thus and so but my my mom always tells me not to And you know what? She's not going to have to tell me not to anymore. I'm going to honor her. And the natural thinking, the natural thinking, by the way, Jeremiah 17, 9, young people, your heart is debating everything I'm saying up here. Your heart is a deceitful above all things, desperately wicked, who can know it? Your heart is debating everything I'm telling you. And you're saying, uh, 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 dad and mom, they're they're just not doing a very good job of honoring and respecting me. When the soft heart says, Lord, forgive me, I'm not doing the job I should of honoring and respecting my dad and my mom. The first is the natural way of thinking. I'm, I'm not getting enough respect. I'll teach those parents a lesson. And the humble child says, I'm not giving enough respect. Lord, would you teach me a lesson? Teach me to honor my parents the way I should. Because you want me to. Children are to render honor to their mothers and fathers as the human authors of their being. As those who loved them protected them right moms oh how quickly those they forget who when they cried when they were tiny who got up out of bed and went into the room and made sure uh, they were breathing still and making sure they 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 needed changed in the middle of the night and, and all those things how quickly they forget all that mom and dad did for them the ones who loved them and protected them and taught them and sacrificed for them honor is an attitude of the heart Obedience is when that attitude is manifested on the outside. God doesn't want us obeying begrudgingly, but out of a humble appreciation for who they are, especially in God's eyes. Uh, and it's not a, 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 on the inside, I, I'm, I'm rebellious, but I'll, but I'll put on this mask. I'll, I'll mask the inside with an outside of obedience. I'll, I'll wear this costume of obedience, but it's not who I am on the inside. God says, I need you on the inside. I'm commanding you on this. It's the first commandment with promise. Honor them. Make sure what's inside your heart is honor and respect, and it will be manifested on the outside with obedience. God doesn't want fakes, does he? Mark 7 verse 6, he answered and said unto them, well hath Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites as it is written the people honoreth me with their lips but their heart is far from me God doesn't want us sounding like we love him, he wants to look inside and see that on the inside we love him and that's how it needs to be in your homes, children that is your role to obey mom and dad and to honor them Failure to honor one's parents is an insult to the God who gave you those parents. You're saying, God, you messed up when you gave me these parents. And I got news for you. He has never messed up. And he never will. Rebellion against parents is a high-handed rebellion against God. Now it says it's the first commandment with promise. And we'll say, wait a minute. So it's, it's commandment number five. And you say, wait, well, are there any promises before that or any commandments before that with promise? And, and some will go to uh, Exodus 20 verse six where it says, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. And say, isn't that a promise? Apparently not. <laughs> it's just a, 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 a natural outflowing of God's character. You obey, and I bless you. It says, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. By the way, good point to bring up, huh? Keep his commandments and enjoy the mercy that flows to you. One of those being, obey your mom and dad. So no, that must not be a promise, just a general outflow of God's character. Jehovah blesses obedience. And then we get to commandment number five, And it's the first commandment that has a promise with it. And what is that promise? Well, we're getting to that. It will be well with you. You can live long on the earth. It's the only commandment in the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, with a promise. But there are other commands uh, as the Ten Commandments is expanded on. Some of those other commands have promises with them. So this is the first with promise. All right, that brings us to verse three. That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. I see a guaranteed compensation. God says, if you'll obey me and honor me with those things, it'll be wonderful. It will be wonderful. God blesses us. When we obey our parents. To honor your parents uh, brings two blessings. Here to honor your parents. And so this is ongoing. Um, To honor your parents brings two blessings. Uh, Things will go well with you. It seems to maybe, uh, not entirely, but it seems to be on the spiritual side. Spiritual blessings. And you enjoy a longer life. Physical blessings. It seems to more on that side. 1 Timothy 4.8 says, For bodily exercise profiteth little. And a lot of us are, hey man. But I think the point is, it, it's good to exercise. It's good to exercise. It does have profit. Okay, so I, I, don't, I don't think God's saying exercise less. I, I think it's good to exercise. And he says, so bodily exercise, there's profit there. There is. It profits some. But... Godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. Boy, I mean, if I do push-ups tomorrow morning, Brother Irvin, that's not gonna really affect too much, you know, 10,000 years from now into eternity. Maybe it'll help me to live a little longer down here so I can invest in eternity a little bit longer. But bodily exercise, it's good for some things, but boy, spirituality. If you have time for push-ups or being in the book tomorrow morning, get in the book. Amen. But get up a little bit early and do both. But the, pri- the primary thing, godliness. Godliness. That it, that it may be well with thee. Life just moves along better when you let yourself learn from the authority God has placed in your life. Ultimately trusting that God knew what he was doing when he gave you your parents. Did you you catch that? Ultimately trusting God. Ultimately trusting God. Secondly, you you get to enjoy a longer life. And one of the blessings of obedience is a a longevity. James 4:14 tells us our life is a vapor. We're here and gone. Here today, gone tomorrow but we can have a life that leaves an impression on others and pleases the Lord. A child who grows up to love, honor, and obey his mother and father lays a foundation for a happier, more stable, more successful life than a child who is rude, disrespectful, self-willed, and rebellious. A stormy path lies ahead for a disobedient child. He'll drift into bad company, resent all rule and authority, and in many cases end up on the wrong side of the law. Boy, contemporary society and the philosophy of of, of this day has produced a bumper crop of young people who who are determined, I'm gonna do my thing. No one's going to stop me. Many of them find themselves in the the drug scene or immorality filled with restlessness, filled with rage. Have you seen this world around us? My dad took me hunting. Years and years ago, I I was pretty young. I was carrying a, a pellet gun. So there I am with my polygon, and uh, Dad's got us thirty out six. We had driven uh, over an hour south from Salt Lake City down to Salina, uh, Utah, uh, down there we, we, we would pull our camper down there and and there was a church down there. We, we could set up the camper there and then go hunting and, and it was kind of a, a you know a, a area of hills and and dry. Uh, scraggly bushes and, and, and shale. And I remember it we, was we just dry and dusty and desert and, and, and rocky areas. So we had, we had driven our, our old 78 Suburban, uh, baby blue with, with, a, with a white stripe down the side, and uh, uh, t- we took that up up one of these roads, up one of these little canyons, and we had just been trudging around all day in the dust and the dirt. And uh, we would just enjoy the time together, go, being out there. And, and so uh, toward the end of the day, you know, Dad and I are walking back and, and, uh, and Dad says, uh, I'm, I'm going to go over behind these bushes and, and kind of use the restroom. Why don't you, why don't you take, my, take my 30-06? The truck is just down that hill. Go down to the truck and wait for me. So I'm like, whew, I'm going to carry Dad's 30-06. And the post." So I got, I got these two rifles i got my pellet gun and dad's rifle oh, it was a beautiful rifle it had it was the, the wooden stock and 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 etched in there and and it was just beautiful engravings on it just a, just a a beautiful rifle and so here i am walking down the hill uh i go up and i'm heading down i open oh, up see the truck way down there heading down toward it and then i spot it this bush and and girls uh I, you'll never understand guys, I don't think. But guys see things sometimes, and they think, I think I could jump that. It's, it's, just, it's just funny. It's like, a, like a, a fence that's a certain height, and you're like, I think I could hurdle that, and I think I could clear it. I, I, mean, I mean, if my foot catches it, I'm in big trouble. It will just, you know, uh, do, I'll, I'll do cartwheels in the air and land on my head, but, but I'll think, I'll act first and think later. So there I am, I'm walking down, and, and, and the ground is, is loose shale, and it's just rock and loose shale and, and, and bushes, but I see this bush, and I'm like, oh, I could jump that. And a wise person would, would go around and make sure there wasn't a boulder there or something that I was going to jump it and just, just break my leg on, but, you know, guys. So there I am, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, I, I could jump that. And it seemed like the general contour seemed like that. I didn't see a bush on the other side. From what I could see, it seemed like there was decently flat ground to land on. And I just had these two rifles, and I'm, I'm like, oh, there it is. And so I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I, and then I think, oh, I, gun safety. I have my dad's high-powered rifle in this hand. I have my gun, but mostly the high-powered rifle in this hand. And, I, and I, I began thinking through the options. I'm like, "Ugh, dad would murder me if he found out I was jumping a bush with a high-powered rifle in my hand. And I'm like, but there isn't a place to put it. There's not really a spot, a spot to lean it. I don't want to lay it in, this, in, this, in these sharp stones and have it slide a little bit and scratch up my dad's stock. And, and, uh. and besides, I would, be, I would jump and then have to come all the way back and get it. Ah, Oh. And as I looking at the bush, and I'm like, "Okay, you win today." <laughs> so I go around the bush, and when I got to the other side, my heart stopped because there was an open mine shaft that went straight down. And I'm, and I'm, I'm running. The I'm not great with math. But 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 I'm run I'm running the calculations and I'm like, yeah, I would not have cleared that. <laughs> I'm there just dropping stuff down. <laughs> and I thought, well, and I also thought, was that the devil put that in my mind? To jump that bush? Why, of all the bushes out here, that bush, if I would have jumped it, I wouldn't be standing here tonight. And why didn't I jump it? Because if I find out, my, if, if my dad found out that I did that, it wouldn't honor him. I would be disobeying my dad. And, and, and again, it's like, ah, but he never has to know. So what if my dad goes down to the truck and I'm not there? Pretty soon there's a a rescue team up there and they find out he fell down the shaft. And he may have never known why I fell down. Maybe I just, I, I was rounding the corner not paying attention and just, but I wouldn't be here Obey your parents. I believe the devil knew that shaft was there, but guess who else knew that shaft was there? God. Obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee and thou mayest live long on the earth. Lord, I do pray that you bless uh, these thoughts, Lord, again. Our young people, Lord, we love them. We love them. And Lord, it it is no game. It is no game to mess around with disobeying mom and dad. The scary thing is, is when you're deceitful and you're disobedient and you hide things, it's scary because you get better at it. And Lord, oh God, we don't want our young people getting better and better at sin, hiding deceit. We want them to get better at better things, things that honor you. And the truth is they're not hiding anything, Lord. You see it all. Oh Lord, the future of our church is our young people. Get a hold of their hearts, Lord. Help them to understand how important obedience is. Oh God, Help us to be on our knees, looking to you. Get a hold of each part of this church, every single one of us, uh, studying the roles that you have given to us and then bowing before those roles, submitting one to another in the fear of God. Lord, help us to be a spirit-filled, spirit-controlled church. Lord, we ask these things in Christ's precious name, amen. You stand and get through with your head.